Hello, welcome to Fantasy Harness Racing, the podcast. Paul Cochran with you, of course, as ever. I'm joined by Brett Skelly and Tom Swiderski. Hello, boys. How are you going? Yeah, good, boys. How's things? Yeah, yeah. I'm all right, Tommy. Very well, very well. Obviously, uh, you know, we had some pods going over the Christmas New Year and, um, you know, we tried to tried to keep the, the conversation going. We went through all the regions by regions. Um, you know, I think that's that's a good resource for people. Uh, well, hopefully we gave people, you know, a, a significant insight into maybe some of the direction they might be able to take on, on each of the regions because um, it's, it's tough to pour through and some of those regions run deep, don't they? And there's a lot of options, Brett. Oh, there is a lot. Uh, I mean, if you look at the metro region, it, it just keeps going and going and going. So um, hopefully we've helped some people out and probably some of our choices might have put some people off. So, yeah, I think we've helped them out there. Tommy, one of the things I, I put it out on the socials this morning was, you know, a, a term that you've used a bit in the pod in, and that's around recency bias and asking people, well, how much are they taking recency bias into account when they're picking their teams? Have you... Um, like, are you skew? Is it is it hard to avoid, or are you making a deliberate effort to avoid recency bias, as you call it? Yeah, it is hard um, because you, when you see him cross the line, you think, "Oh, geez, I've got to get this driver in my team straight away." But as you said, yeah, you've got to factor in the stats too because they don't lie over a long period of time. Um, but yeah, look, recency bias for me. I've married up my team with it. Like, I've got a lot of drivers that are in real red-hot form. I know over this Christmas period, the um, the Metro drivers had a little bit of time off. So uh, I've chopped and changed my team, added in drivers from the Riverina, Western and Hunter that I didn't have in there in the first few weeks and sort of weighed down my Metro, um, how heavy I am in that region. So, yeah, definitely shaped my team. Does that mean that, I mean, I, I look at, at Bathurst last night, for example, you could pay a lot of money for Amanda Turnbull, or you could pay a lot less money for Justin Reynolds, and they got pretty similar results last night. Is that going to be a pattern that we might see, or or do you think that we're still locked in, Brett, to pay up for the big guns because you get what you pay for? I think that's what you've got to do. It's um, I think you've got to go back and you've got to look at the records over at least a season, um, if not more, just to, to know where these people are driving and, and who's getting the winners and, uh, you know, all credit to people who are coming up through the ranks and, and winning those races, but it's hard to leave out an Amanda Turnbull. Yeah, it is. Well, another show that we put out in and around those region breakouts was was the premiums and, you know, we what, what we tried to do there was pour through the drivers who are – we capped it at around that 900,000 mark. So, you know, all, went through all those drivers and said, all right, these are the ones that you've got to pay up for but probably do fit – that bracket, Tommy, around you get what you pay for. What we want to do today, though, is, is I guess, have a look at the bargains. I mean, it, there's a lot of drivers under 900 grand, so there's, you know, so there's a whole middle tier there that we could potentially miss out. But there are a lot of bargains on this list, aren't there, Tom? Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at my list now. Um, a lot of the Metropolitan, you know, the young guns there, I think they're a bit underpriced. Um, they don't have the stats and the history behind them to – uh, warrant a, a big price tag but that's where um, we beat you guys the proper the game developers and um, hopefully we can score some points because look you do need the cheap guys in your team uh, guys and girls so um, you can't go top heavy you can't put everyone in so you're going to have to save some coin and I think we've found a few I think a lot of these prices too we we did these what going back about two months ago now probably and um, yeah. yeah if we had our time again there's a few on this list where we would have gone 
yeah, we've 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 underpriced them there. So yeah, no, this is this is the fun of the game where you come in, you you beat us. Yeah. All right. Well, what is a bargain? I guess a bargain. I guess the way I'd look at it is, in this context, a bargain is someone who might outscore their price. I mean, there's no because we're at we're at startup phase with the game. There's no kind of okay, this amount of points equals this price tag. It's it hasn't necessarily equated itself. We, we can't quantify points to price tag at this stage. So what you're really trying to do when we find these bargains is find people who are probably better than, are going to get more points on a pro rata kind of setup, I guess, if, if that's a term in this instance. that So their, their price point is undervalued as to what their points might deliver, Brett. That, yeah, that's that, what we're looking at, isn't it? It is, it is. You know, you're, you're trying to find those ones down the bottom of the list and the ones who, uh, I'd like to call them up and comers, you know, the ones that we've missed, the ones that we didn't know about two, three months ago who are, who are really um, uh, setting the world on fire. And I think probably the first one we'll talk about is um, something like a Hannah Rickson. Yeah, I mean, well, Hannah's one, you know, she, she's lower down on the list and, um, you know, she's already one that I, I know a lot of people have earmarked to have in her team. I know, Tommy, she's one that, that stood out for you really quickly when you had a look at the price list. Yeah, for sure. 26 winners last season. Um, and for that price, say 235000 it's a no-brainer, even as a reserve option if you go that way. Um, and, she, you know, Hannah goes around as well, Newcastle, um, and around the metro circuits too. So she'll be picking up drives per week, uh, a lot per week, which is good points regardless of whether she places or not. But... Yeah, it does it extends a little bit further than uh, just Hannah. Um, in the metro region, region, I'm looking at Lucas Rando and Ashley DeLosa as well. So they're a couple of good ones for me. Lucas Rando's on fire at the moment, the last fortnight or so. Um, he's aligned with Paul Fitzpatrick as well. He's got a few drives for him tonight at Penrith. Um, not counting his points, but it's all consistency and, and it's all you know getting in the right stable and finding the, the right trainers to give you the right drives. That's a good Good guideline, isn't it? You know, who, who's aligned with what stables and, and, and what the forward trajectory looks like. What do you think, Brett? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think Lucas of recent times, um, during a, a little bit of an off-season for some of the drivers, but he's come out and he's, he's really shown what he's made of and gets out there and, and wins a lot of races and he's a big personality too. So he's um, he's one to have in there. And we Tom mentioned Ash DeLoza as well and, and the amount of drive she's getting at the moment, um, she's getting three, four, five each meeting. That's five points for somebody who's on the bare minimum of two hundred thousand dollars. That's we're, that's a great. We're seeing to pick up some winners too. Mm. You know that. You know if you if you if you can pick up that winner plus those, you know, line up in four or five races a week and come up with that sort of fifteen to twenty point score at that price point. To me, that rep, that equals bargain. You know, if if that's what you're getting and you're paying it that close to bare minimum price, that, that's what it – that to me is the definition of a bargain really. And, and some weeks your, uh, your million-dollar driver might not get that. So it's, um, yeah, well, well uh, at least have her as a reserve. Somewhere just pretty close to that price point is Ellen Bartley down in the Riverina. Now, Ellen's obviously a, one of the most preeminent trainers down there in that area – her partner, Blake Jones, is our ambassador, is, is obviously the leading stable driver. So Blake's taking probably what many would deem to be the primary hope in the stable. But they're rolling out several horses, you know, in races. And obviously Blake can't be on more than one. Uh, 
very good stable. I would have thought Ellen represents a little bit of value down there in the Riverina. Yeah, yeah, good pick up there. Um, there's a lot of value everywhere, and you know you've got to try and justify it to yourself and the, the reasons why you put them in your team. I, from the Riverina, I don't mind Thomas Gilligan. Um, hopefully, I said that right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Two ninety five. Yeah, yep. nineteen winners last season, twenty five placings. Um, so he's consistent. Gets. I think he had a winner the other day at Parks or Leeton. I'm not too sure, but for 295, he's he's a good buy because it frees up a bit of money for for the big guns in the Riverina for me. Harrison Ross at 220, I reckon, is pretty good value too in the in the the metro area. Um, he sort of drives a bit around that Canberra area, but we seem seem come up to Penrith. We seem more and more on the on the Tuesday midweeks at Menangle. Yeah, that's it, and we're going to have a, a few Goulburn meetings as well, so he's, he's uh, pretty prominent there as well. So, um, And once again, as we've mentioned many times before, it's about a lot of these drivers who are young um, trying to prove themselves. They'll start spreading out in the other areas as well, so you might see him at a Bathurst or even as far away as a Wagga or a Young or somewhere like that. Western region, Matty Young, there's one I've flagged as well, 230 grand in the in the Western region. We saw a winner for her last night. Um you know, very, very prominent uh, up-and-comer in recent years. Yeah, she's had a quiet couple of years. It was only two, three years ago where she was the um, the number one junior driver. Uh, so it's been a quiet couple of years, but I think we're, we're seeing a comeback from her. So, um, yeah, she's one I flagged as well. I, I've uh, got her in my team. So, yeah, I think she's one you've got to have in there. Um, Brianna Lindsay, we see her... See her pop up every now and again, um, you know, jagging winners. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I think that Brianna represents a little bit of value at two hundred and five. So that is the absolute, you know, bottom of the bottom of the price point. And I think she's one that that is going to outdrive uh, that price point. One that's up and coming is uh, young Jack Chapel in Hunt in the Hunter. Now we saw him. There was a bit of publicity last year when he when he got his first. Um, first drive and you know when he was he just reached old enough to be able to you know get his driver's license um he came out and i think he had a winner straight away i i know that dean chapel has got a progression plan in play for his kids um and jack is jack is certainly um you know fits the mold of taking on more and more drives through 2023 so uh jack chapel 215 grand in the hunter we we need those you need, you need these price points to pad out your team, don't you? So yeah, there, I think he fits the bill. There are a few through that Hunter region especially and their names everybody knows and that's, you know, like a Sam Ison or as you say, Jack Chappell or an Ellie Chappell. Um, it's about where they're going to pick up drives. Obviously, they're, they're pretty prominent in the Tamworth region and um, it's them spreading out after that. But, yeah, Jack, I, I think he is one that will definitely be getting the drives, especially in Newcastle, very soon. What are we looking for, Tom? Are we looking for people who have a lot of drives at this price point or people who might not necessarily have a lot of drives but might, out of the drives that they do have, they turn them into winners or seconds or thirds? Where's your yeah. Where's your strategy when it comes to the very price diff- point? Very difficult strategy. For me, I've just gone off drives. You know, It, it depends how close you are to to harness racing and the product, um, the week-to-week results. Um, I think that's where a lot of recency bias does come in when, um, you know, a young gun will drive a winner. But maybe they've had 18, 20 starts to get that, but that's still 20 points to get, you know, drive per point. Yeah. So a point per drive. So, 
Yeah, it just depends on your strategy. I've gone more drives uh, based on the stats and like previously winners. Or you know, I do look at the upward spiral. That sort of I would say that keyword, the upward spiral, the young guns, and I think looking at their last six months, maybe it doesn't truly reflect where they are. And over the next six, they're only going to progress and um, get get us some points. Because if you look at if you go the other way and say right, I I'm going to go after people who don't necessarily have a lot of drives, but they convert them into winners when they do. Someone like Grant Forrest in the metropolitan mm. area, his focus is primarily on trotters. Yeah, There's always a couple of trotter races going around, and he's in them, and he does quite well in them. So if, if what you if what he does drive in turns into tens and fives, those batches. I mean, if you you know you run second in one of them, you've got to drive five times if you if you're a sort of getting that participation point for want of a better term. Mm. Um, strategically, I, I just wonder whether that might be a a way to play it, yeah, and, th- and that's one of the reasons. One of the ways I've looked at it too, and it's um, a little bit different to the way Tommy's looked at it, is that trying to find those ones who are getting um, good strike rates, even though they may only have you know two, three, four every meeting. Um, and he is one that I identified because of the the, the trotters. Um, Sophia Arvidsson's another one who not as che- uh, as cheap. She's around the eight hundred thousand dollar mark, but she might only have three on a Tuesday afternoon but she's probably getting a winner and two placings out of that or three placings. So, you know, these are the sort of stats you've got to have a look at. It's very similar with um, even people like Gav Fitzpatrick. You know, he mainly drives for Paul. Um, the quantity of drives not there, but he, he's winning. Um, you know, Paul's been the leading trainer at Penrith for decades and Gav drives most of them. So, yeah, I understand what Brett's saying and it, it is a confusing sort of, you know, uh, head-scratcher for you. Yeah, well, most of them that we... Just kind of flag there in, in that three hundred to two hundred price point. So in the the, the bottom one hundred thousand dollars, I think I think you need a bundle of those pe- of people in that price point in order to make your team structure what it needs to be. That that is, I mean, that's assuming that you plan on having a Cameron Hart or a Jack Callaghan or a Robbie Morris or you know those million dollar type drivers, Amanda Turnbull, that's assuming that you do intend having some of them in your team, unless you go pure money ball and, and, um, and go all, you know, all your five and six hundreds or whatever and think that's the way to go about it. And that may be a legitimate strategy. So if you, if you say, right, oh, I need X amount of those type and I need, and I'm going to have X amount at the top, it means that you need to start having a look around that five, six hundred mark uh, there's a few there, Tommy. Any that stick out for you? Um, I'm just looking at my sheet now. James Locke. Um, a lot of his drives, I've just been looking up some stats this morning. A lot of his drives around that Canberra area, not not in the um, in this fantasy season, but I've, he's only young, 18. He's got a few metropolitan drives coming up. Um, he's spreading out in the Riverina region as well. And I think he's around, yeah, 475000 That's That's a good price tag to, to save some money, but also... Um, get some assurance in, in points rather than go for these these people that are two hundred uh, these drivers that are two hundred thousand odd. But you know, like Tom Callaghan, he might only have four drives a week, but he, he'll win one or two. Um, James Lock four hundred and seventy five. That's that's a lock for me. We've seen Sean Grayling do good things in recent times, particularly at Penrith. But I mean, even at Menangle in that went during the Inter Dominion series, he was picking up more and more drives. Um, had one night where he. He had three winners on the same Menangle program, 515. Um, that's that 
middle tier, and again, not as expensive as the you know, you're saving a, a chunk of money by mm. going at five hundred and fifteen. Could be someone. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, th- I think this is probably the hardest area to try and find your drivers. Um, you can find the young up-and-comers that we spoke about before. Um, your top tier, they're easy enough to pick, but it's trying to find these mid-tier sort of five, $600,000 drivers uh, and trying to get them in winning um, and and going around driving a lot too. So it's a, it's a difficult little situation. There's another one, Jimmy Douglas, 450-odd drives a year as well, a lot of quantity. A lot of placings, drives everywhere, every week. So, you know, we've got um, four Metropolitan meets on most rounds. So Jimmy's Jimmy's going to be there every meeting. And um, he's not too expensive, 560000 in that bracket as well. So he's a lock for me. Uh, going along the same line that I was talking about before with Alan Bartley stable, Amanda, Ro- Amanda Turnbull obviously has, you know, um, a leading stable down there in the Bathurst area. So in the West End, Isabel Ross drives for Amanda uh, at what Isabel six hundred and twenty-five. Do we do we see Isabel as a someone who's going to be on good horses? She was my second pick in the the Western region, as you say. She's um, got a great stable behind her. Another one who's willing to travel as well. You occasionally see her down in the uh, the Riverina area. So I went to West Wyalong not too long ago. Probably see her at Tamora in that first week as well. So I thought. Um, or six hundred and twenty-five thousand, great option. When we when we were going, remember when we were going through all the stats, Brett, and we had the the database. One one column or two columns that were really intriguing were when it was broken down by who was finishing third and fourth a lot. So, you, if, Tommy, you talk about the you know picking up the one points. If you look at who's finishing third and fourth a lot, one of the drivers that sort of I highlighted straight away was Glenn McElhinney. Mm. Doesn't win a lot, but comes third and fourth a lot, you know. And so you start crunching those numbers, you know, that, that's obviously a lot better than getting one point for, for not finishing in the top four. So if you're getting those, those threes and twos consistently, that's going to accrue into a fairly handy score. Yeah, yeah. G-Mac, uh, Glenn McElhinney, he's a good driver. And as you said, he doesn't win out of turn, but... He, um, he's always there and he's always amongst the placings and just can't get him over the line. 585 grand. So, you know, he, he certainly fits the bill of that price point that is going to help you save some cash somewhere in order to throw some more money on, on one of the premiums' heads. Um, James McPherson around the River Rander, I thought, thought he might be, uh, might be someone to have a look at as, um, as is Bevan Pringle uh, around that Hunter area. So both around that Low, high 600s mark again it's going to allow you to save a bit of cash somewhere in order to throw money on a premiums head yeah i'm looking at taylor osman in that region as yep. well um i stole that from brett sorry brett um, <laughs> it, city driver as well doesn't mind coming to the metro um at riverina it should be there at tomorrow in those places as well for those um the double points coming up in you know uh the riverina area has those Carnival Cups meetings one a month for the next four months. So, um, yeah, looking forward to those those Carnival Cups meetings too. We saw Dan Morgan win a race at, at Menangle this week as well. So six eighty for for Dan, someone who uh, is listed in the Hunter, but had a winner in the Metropolitan. That's a that's a good sign. I would have thought they're, they're the type of people we're looking for the the ones that that cross over. 
different regions. Reversing the trend of yeah. the uh, Robbie Morris's and Jack Callaghan's yeah, yeah, coming, coming down coming and to town races. So the thunder. That's what you want to see. So at 680, Dan Morgan in the Hunter might be a bad option. And I know Phoebe Betts is one that you, you circled um, early doors, Tommy. Yeah, Phoebe, uh, great young driver as well. Um, only going to get better. Um, 300 drives, doesn't mind travelling. 300 drives a season, sorry, doesn't mind travelling as well. Um, I believe she's in the Metro um, over the next week too. So those are the ones I'm looking for that, that cross those district borders. One I mentioned earlier in the show, Justin Reynolds had a couple of winners uh, in the Western region last night at 7.20. We've got Will Rickson, the Metro. I think Will, I think Will's one that is going to be quite popular. I know Will himself thinks he's been overpriced. I, I challenged him on that. I, I think he might be unders. Yeah, it might be a little bit actually. Yeah, yeah he's um, one that we haven't spoken a lot about in our podcast, but he's um, he, he slipped under our radar, but I think you're right, he's going to be pretty popular with most people. And we had Dougie Hewitt's um, beautiful mugshot up on the, on the socials today, and uh, I know some people have already made comments that they think at 7.50 Dougie Hewitt might be some real good value in the Western. I've, I've chucked him in this morning, Doug. Yeah. He was a, a late inclusion for me. Um, There's a recency bias for you right there, Recency Brett. bias. <laughs> um, he's, he's driving uh, Menangle on Saturday as well. Yeah. Um, I am hope, hope that trend continues into next week and a couple of weeks later. So, yeah, I, I've put Doug in for sure. Who says social media is not influential, hey? Yeah, well, Tommy, we got him. Yeah. <laughs> Tom changes his uh, team every after every meeting, so. Yeah, no, no it's good. Um, you know, so that, I guess what we... What we've been able to, I guess, flag for people, there's so many options, you know, right across all the different regions. Don't feel as though, you know, it's, it's this small bubble of, of likely or usual suspects, you know, on each line that you have to choose from. That, that's really where we've landed, isn't it? There are options galore everywhere if you're, if you're prepared to give it a go. Yeah, I think most of the teams you're going to see a lot of the same ones at the top end, a lot of the same ones at the bottom end, some of the ones that we mentioned. It's that middle area where you've got, you know, eight or so that you've got to pick. That's the typical part. So maybe so this this conversation, it could help shape how the game takes sh- you know, evolves and um, who the contenders are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There you go. We've just solved the world. So we've just cracked fantasy harness racing before it's even started. <laughs> I will say one thing about Will Rickson. He is understating himself. 745,700 drives last year. I'll, in comparison that to Gavin Fitzpatrick, maximum 300 starts a season. Will's getting 81 winners a season. Gav's only getting 38. Yeah. And Gav's, what, 80,000 more expensive? Yeah. I yeah. think, yeah. And we see Will, you know, drive... At Bathurst, you know, we see him drive at Penrith. We see him drive at Menangle. So, mm. yeah, I think he's I think he's pretty good value. I quite so. like Chris Geary as well. Um, maybe not well, 800000 I wouldn't say that's value, but um, he went into state last, last yeah. year, I believe. So Yeah, we he, had him on the sprint lane late last year, though, and he, and he did say that he plans on being around a, a bit more and, he, and he's, you know, he wants to re-establish himself here in Sydney. So that, mm. I, I think... They're the type of things you want to hear if, you, if you're considering bringing yeah. someone into your team. enjoys a trip to Newcastle. He's aligned with the McCarthy stable as well. So yeah. they're a couple of good ticks for me. Yeah, plenty of options all around. Uh, boys, maybe, may, as we said, this, this might, be, might, might be the bundle of drivers that decides the car. I yeah. think so. Yeah, as I say, it's the, the difficult area, but this is where you're going to get a lot of points for a bit of value. So... Yeah, get in there, get it done. All right, not long to go now, Tommy. You'll change your team, what, 
as soon 50, as we stop this. 54 more times before yep. we get to get to the first of Tuesday. You keep yeah. stealing my drivers, mate. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I hope everyone got a little bit out of uh, out of that sort of diagnosis of of who potentially some of the the the, uh, the bargains might be, and no doubt there are twenty or thirty others that we we didn't even mention today, and um, you know, and and but <sighs> this game's going to reward students, Tom. It's going to you know people who've done what you've done, you, you've poured your time into it, you've broken down the, you've done the analysis, you crunched the numbers. Uh, I would have thought this game's going to reward the the students. It's, it's going to reward monitoring. Like results and where drivers are going, um, because you know uh, lockdowns on Monday night or Tuesday morning each week, um, and we don't know the fields for Saturday at that time or the fields for Friday at that time. It's just it's going to be a little bit of guesswork as well, and I think that's where you can get your edge if you're on top of it and a bit of psyche mind or you know um, planning ahead of where drivers are going to go and what horses are coming, what races are coming as well, particularly on the Metro programs. Just you know, having a look, oh, we've got a feature race this week, what horses could be in that and trying to target. That's what I'm going to do um, to try and get the car. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right, well, uh, to everyone out there listening, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Hey, if you've got friends or family or mates or just anyone, like encourage them to, to get in and sign up and, and throw them in your league and you know, try and fill that league with people. Let's get as many people as possible playing fantasy harness racing. It's, you know, as a, as a startup product, um, it's going to be really important that people come along for the ride right from the start. And as we've said, look, you, you can sign up beyond the, the first lockout on Tuesday. It, the sad part is if you sign up after Tuesday, you're not going to get round one points. And that's going to, that's going to be a big chunk, of, big chunk of points that you score uh, that isn't going to be reflected in your score that you're going to miss out on. And that would be sad if you just miss out on the car at the end of the year because you didn't get your team in in on time. So um, get in and get your team registered, but also get on the get on the charm offensive and, and let's encourage everyone out there to get in and sign up. Fantasyharnessracing.com is the place to go. And if you've got a question for us on the panel that you think that, that you might like uh, answered in the podcast, we're keen to do it. Every Monday, we're, we're going to be doing a show every Monday. And so get those questions in. Get us on the on the Facebook or the Twitter uh, Twitter handles on social media and throw your question out there and, and we'll try and break down. You know, if you're torn between A or B from a driver and we can try and break it down and might be able to help clarify it, that's what we want to do in the show. Even if you've got a, if you've got a query about who you think you should be your captain because don't, don't forget your captain gets double points as well. So, you know. What do you reckon? We'll try our best, but you know, as I said once a, to- oh, a couple of times before, we're just some uh, rough heads sitting around a table. But we'll try our best. Yeah, but you know, the idea is to try and help people out along the way because uh, you know it's going to be a really, really exciting, uh, exciting game to be part of, and uh, we can't wait to see it start. As we said, the first round of points starts race one at Menangle on Tuesday. So get your team in, and please encourage everyone that you can to get involved, boys. Thanks for your time. Thanks for. Been part of today's show. I think we've hopefully we've managed to help some people. Oh, it's exciting. We've only got a couple of days to go. So absolutely. Yeah, very exciting. Absolutely. All right, to everyone out there listening, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we will catch you again. We're going to have some more shows over the weekend, boys. So uh, we will uh, uh, bring you some more shows as that unfolds. Good uh, good chats. Beautiful. Thanks, boys.